Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Rebbe Rebbe Goldai, and today we're Zechus Yavamas Daf Mem Alf, the fourth parakachot of Bimto. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara asks Mesa Ishtel Mahbi Yavimto. What is the din in a case of where a brother was Makadish the sister of a Yavama who was waiting for Yibum and the sister dies? Is the brother permitted to the Yavama? Rush explains that the question is, do we say that since his wife had died, the Isra of a wife's sister is removed and he may marry the Yavama? Or do we say that since at the time the Yibum took effect, she was prohibited to him as his wife's sister, even though the Isra of a wife's sister is removed, the Isra of Aisha's Ach took effect and she's considered like the wife of a brother who has children and is forbidden to him forever. Rav and Rabbi Chinina both say he's permitted to take the Yavama and Shmuel, and Ravasi say that he's forbidden to take her. Rav said that Rav's reason for permitting the Yavama is because she is a Yavama who was initially permitted to the Yavam, then forbidden, and then permitted again. Therefore, it's logical. She returns to her permitted state. Since the Yavama stood before the Yavam in a forbidden state for even one moment, she's forbidden to him forever. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, Yavama may not perform Chalitza and is not taken in Yibum until three months have passed since her husband's death. The more asked that while it's understandable that she may not do Yibum, since it's possible she may be pregnant, and if the child will be viable, the Yavam will have transgressed the Isser, Aveshazach, but why may she not do Chalitza? After the first few explanations are rejected, the Gemara concludes that she may not do chalitza based on what Yossi taught regarding chalitza, where the Pasuk states, Imo yachbots, and if the man does not wish to take the Yabama in Yibum. This implies that if he would wish to, he could take her in Yibum. From here we learn, Whoever can do Yibum can do chalitza, and whoever cannot do Yibum cannot do chalitza. This is the reason that chalitza cannot be done the first three months, since Yibum cannot be done then. And point number three was taught in the price of Yavama Shoshak Hadashim Rishon Nizonis Michel Bal. A Yavama, the first three months after her husband's death, she receives financial support from her husband's estate. From then on, she receives no support neither from her husband's estate or from the Yavam. Ahmed Bedinu Barach Nizonis Michel Yavam. If he, the Yavam, was brought to Din by the Yavama for refusing to do Yibum or Chalitza and he ran away, then she is supported from the Yavam's property. The Gemara notes that if the Yavama fell to a Yavam Katan, a minor, she receives no support from the Yavam and asks if she receives support from the husband's estate. Ravach and Ravina disagree. One says she does and the other says she does not. And the Lach is she does not receive support. Mishamai Kansua. She has been penalized by Shemayim. Her husband's not responsible for her losing out. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara asks, Mesa Ishto Mahubiyabimto. What is the din in a case of where a brother's Makadish, the sister of a Yavama, who is waiting for Yibum and the sister dies? Is the brother permitted to the Yavama? Rush explains that the question is, do we say that since his wife had died, the Isra of a wife's sister is removed and he may marry the Yavama? Or do we say that since at the time the Yibum took effect, she was prohibited to him? As his wife's sister, even though the Isra of a wife's sister is removed, the Isra of Aisha's Ach took effect, and she's considered like the wife of a brother who has children and is forbidden to him forever. Rav and Rabbi Chinina both say he's permitted to take the Yavama and Shmuel, and Ravasi say that he's forbidden to take her. Rav said that Rav's reason for permitting the Yavama is because she is a Yavama who was initially permitted to the Yavam, then forbidden, and then permitted again. Therefore, it's logical. She returns to her permitted state. Since the Yavama stood before the Yavam in a forbidden state for even one moment, she's forbidden to him forever. 
Pointing to the next Mishnah states, Hayavama may not perform Chalitza and is not taken in Yibum until three months have passed since her husband's death. The more asked that while it's understandable that she may not do Yibum since it's possible she may be pregnant, and if the child will be viable, the Yibum will have transgressed the Isser, Aveshazach, but why may she not do Chalitza? After the first few explanations are rejected, the Gemara concludes that she may not do chalitza based on where Yosi taught regarding chalitza, where the Pasuk states, Imo yachbots, and if the man does not wish to take the Yabama in Yibum. This implies that if he would wish to, he could take her in Yibum. From here we learn, Whoever can do Yibum can do chalitza, and whoever cannot do Yibum cannot do chalitza. This is the reason that chalitza cannot be done the first three months, since Yibum cannot be done then. And point number three was taught in the price of Yavama Shoshak Hadashim Rishon Nizonis Michel Bal. A Yavama, the first three months after her husband's death, she receives financial support from her husband's estate. From then on, she receives no support neither from her husband's estate or from the Yavam. Ahmed Bedin Mubarak Nizonis Michel Yavam. If he, the Yavam, was brought to Din by the Yavama for refusing to do Yibum or Chalitza and he ran away, then she is supported from the Yavam's property. The Gemara notes that if the Yavama fell to a Yavam Katan, a minor, she receives no support from the Yavam and asks if she receives support from the husband's estate. Ravach and Ravina disagree. One says she does and the other says she does not. And the Lach is she does not receive support. Mishamai Kansua. She has been penalized by Shemaim. Her husband is not responsible for her losing out. Alright, so now we go to our Simadaf Memolf, and her standard Simad is a grandma, because Memolf is ma, and we use a grandma to make it a little more distinct. So here goes. The grandma who found out her grandson was Mikadish, the sister of Yavama, after her other grandson passed away, and then his wife died, told him he cannot do Chalitz in the first three months, since he cannot do Yibum, and that he better not be a naughty boy and run away, because the Yavama will be supported from his property. Once again, it's commotion. The grandma, grandma, that must be learned off Mem Olive. The grandma who found out her grandson was Mikadish, the sister of a Yavama, after her other grandson passed away, and then his wife died. Which reminds us, Gemara asks, Mesa Ishta what is the din in the case of where a brother was Mikadish, the sister of a Yavama, who was waiting for Yibum, and the sister dies? Is the brother permitted to the Yavama? Rav and Rebekina both say he is permitted to take the Yavama, and Shmuel Ravasi say that he's forbidden to take. Rav said that Rav's reason for permitting the Yavama is because he's the Yavama who was initially permitted the Yavama, then forbidden, and then permitted again. Therefore, it's logical. She returns to her permitted state. Since the Yavama stood before the Yavam in a forbidden state for even one moment, she's forbidden to him forever. So, the grandma who found out her grandson was Mikadish, the sister of a Yavama, after her other grandson passed away, and then his wife died, told him he could not do Chalitza in the first three months, since he could not do Yibum, which reminds Rabbi Yossi taught regarding Chalitza, the Pasuk states, Imo Yachbots, and if the man does not wish to take his Yavama in Yibum, this implies that if he would wish to, he could take her in Yibum. From here we learn, Whoever can do Yibum can do Chalitza, and whoever cannot do Yibum cannot do Chalitza. This is the reason that Chalitza cannot be done the first three months after the husband's death, since Yibum cannot be done then. So, the grandma who found out her grandson was Mikadish, the sister of a Yavama, after her other grandson passed away, and then his wife died, 
told him he cannot do chalitza in the first three months since he cannot do yibum and that he better not be a naughty boy and run away because the Yavam will be supported from his property. Which reminds us, it was taught in the price, the Yavama Shlisha Chadashim Rishon Nizonis Michel Baal. A Yavama, the first three months after her husband's death, she receives financial support from her husband's estate. From then on, she receives no support, neither from her husband's estate or from the Yavam. Amad Bedin Ubarach Nizonis Michel Yavam. If he, the Yavam, was brought to Din, by the Yavama for refusing to do Yibam or Chalitza and he ran away, then she is supported from the Yavam's property. The lucky is that if she fell to a Yavam Katan, a Yavam who is a minor, she does not receive support from Shemaya Kansua. She has been penalized by Shemayim. Her husband is not responsible for her losing out. So once again, the grandma who found out her grandson was Mikaj, the sister of a Yavama after her other grandson passed away and then his wife died, told him he cannot do Chalitza in the first three months since he cannot do Yibam and that he better not be a naughty boy and run away, because the Yavam will be supported from his property. All right, now it's time for a four blah about Chazorah. Daf Zayn, so the Simr Daf Zayn is laser tag. So here goes. When the pregnant woman playing laser tag, laser tag, that must be more on Daf Zayn. When the pregnant woman playing laser tag, who passed her first trimester, but wasn't showing, played against the majority of women who were... Which reminds us, the Michelin Daf Lamed Hayaman Beis had said that if a child is possibly the nine-month-old baby of the deceased brother, or possibly the seven-month-old baby of the Yavam. The Yavam must divorce the Yavam, but the child is kosher to marry a Jew, and they're hired to bring an Ashantalia. On this step, Rav Nachman explained that even though the majority of women give birth at nine months, making this the child of the deceased brother and the Yavam and Yavam who have transgressed, the Isravashas Ach, making them liable on Achatas, since most women who give birth at nine months are showing at the first trimester, in this case of the Yavam, her fetus was not noticeable at three months, and therefore Israel Ruba, going according to the majority in her case, is weakened with respect to her. So, when the pregnant woman playing laser tag, who passed her first trimester, but wasn't showing, played against the majority of women who were... She got help from a woman who had been married to a rabbi for one day, which reminds us the Gemara explains how Rav and Rav Nachman could marry women in the place they visited and then divorce them when they left, and there was no concern that their children would not knowingly marry each other. So, when the pregnant woman playing laser tag, who passed her first trimester, but wasn't showing, played against the majority of women who were... She got help from a woman who had been married to a rabbi for one day, who left to go back and judge an inheritance case involving a Suffolk child and a Yavam. Which reminds us, the first of eight cases dealing with disputes in inheritance is the case when the Suffolk child and the Yavam come to take possession of the estate of the deceased brother. The Suffolk child says that he's the son of the deceased brother, and therefore the estate is his. The Yavam claims that the Suffolk child is his son, and that he has no right in the estate. So this is the case of Mamun Amutaba Suffolk, money that lies in doubt. And since both sides have legitimate claims, Mamun Amutaba Suffolk Hulking, money that lies in doubt is divided between the parties. Daf Ches, so the Simr Daf Ches is a Davalach, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. When the Shemir's Yavam inherited her father's famous secret chicken soup recipe, chicken soup, that must be one Daf Ches, a Davalach. When the Shemir's Yavam inherited her father's famous secret chicken soup recipe and sold it for millions, she gleefully told her Yavam it was all hers. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Shemir's Yavam Shenafel and Nechosim, if a Shemir's Yavam inherited property from her father, both Beishame and Beisil agree, Shemir's Yavam Shenafel that she may sell it or give it away, and the transfer stands. They disagree if she dies before the Yavam was done in terms of who inherits her Ksuba and Nixay Malu. So, when the Shemir's Yavam inherited her father's famous secret chicken soup recipe and sold it for millions, she gleefully told her Yavam it was all hers, since she was an Arusa and Zika's Arusa, Kasavak Arusa, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, what is the difference in the Reisha and the Seif of the Mishnah in that Beishamai agree with Beishil on the Reisha, that the woman has full possession of the property she inherits, and Beishamai disagree in the Seif that the husband gets part of the property? 
Ula said in the Reisha she felt the Yibum when she was in Arusa, meaning her first husband died after he was Makadashir, and in the Seva she felt for Yibum as in Nesua, and Ula holds Zikas Arusa Osa Suffolk Arusa, and Zikas Nesua Osa Suffolk Nesua. The Zika of an Arusa makes her like a Suffolk Arusa, and the Zika of a Nesua makes her like a Suffolk Nesua. So, when the Shemer's Yavim inherited her father's famous secret chicken soup recipe and sold it for millions, she gleefully told her Yavam it was all hers, since she was in Arusa and Zika Arusa, Kasafak Arusa. And even if she had been in Nasua, Zikas Nasua, Kasafak Nasua, and the rule is, ain't Safak Motsi, Nidevadai. Which reminds us, Robert challenges Ula and holds that both the Reisha and the Seva deal with where she fell for Yibum as in Nasua and agrees with Ula that Zikas Nasua, Kasafak Nasua, in the Reisha, where she is alive, she has a Vadai claim for the property, and the Yavam has a Safak claim, since she's only a Safak Nasua, but ain't Safak Motsi, Nidevadai. And a Safak claim cannot take money from the hands of one with a certain claim. In the Seva where she died, both the heirs of the father come to inherit and the inheritors of the husband come to inherit and both have a Safak claims. Therefore, Yochuluku, they divide the money. Daflamates, so the similar Daflamates is a letter and we often use a mailman. So here goes. The mailman's daughter, mailman, that must be one Daflamates, letter. The mailman's daughter who inherited her father's world-class stamp collection before her husband died, which reminds us, Gmore brings two explanations as to why Beishamai ruled differently in the ratio and Seifa of the Mishnah. Abai says that the ratio refers to when the Yavama inherited the property when she was already Oshomer's Yavam, whereas the Seifa refers to when she inherited the property while her first husband was alive, and the Yaduk Yada, the husband's rights in the Nixim Elug, is equal to hers. Rava says both the Reisha and the Seifa deal with when she was Oshomer's Yavam. In the Reisha, the Yavam did not do Maimra, and in the Seifa he did. Rabbi holds that according to Beishamai, Maimur makes the Yavama a Vadai Arusa Usafik Nesua. It makes her a certain Arusa in terms of being Dokha Hitzara from Yibum, but it only makes her a Safik Nesua. Therefore, her heirs split the inheritance with Yavam. So, the mailman's daughter who inherited her father's world-class stamp collection before her husband died ended up collecting her ksuba from her first husband's estate, which reminds us that the chiv to be the ksuba is upon her first husband's estate. The Gemara explains the reason for this is isha hikna lomin shamayim. They bestowed a wife upon the yavam from shamayim. Rashi explains that the yavam did not obligate himself in the ksuba in terms of creating a shibut, a lien, on any of his property. Therefore, the yavam is permitted to sell his property whenever he wants. The Gemara clarifies that if the first husband did not leave her any property to collect her ksuba, the rabbanu were talking that she should collect her ksuba from the yavam, kadesh in order that she should not be easy in his eyes to divorce. So, the mailman's daughter who inherited her father's world-class stamp collection before her husband died ended up collecting her ksuba from her first husband's estate when things didn't work out with her yavam, who did yibum with the stamp collection in mind. Which reminds us, Malchus, regarding which is preferred yibum or chalitza, Abashul held. The yibum is not preferred if there are ulterior motives. For it was taught in a brace that Abashul said, if the yavam takes the yavama for the sake of beauty, or for marriage, or for any ulterior motive, erva, it's as though he engaged with an erva, and in my eyes, the child that is born is close to being a mamzer. Later, the Rabban came to agree with Ochami, who held that when the Pasuk states, Yavama Yavo Aleh, the Yavam shall have relations with her, it implies Mikomakom. However, he has relations with her, regardless of intent. Daf Mem, so the Simmer Daf Mem is a swimming pool. So here goes. The father who inherited a swimming pool, swimming pool, that must mean we're in Daf Mem, Mayim. The father who inherited a swimming pool after Yibum was done for his deceased son, which reminds us, there's a Malchokas Tanakam Rebbe regarding who inherits the deceased brother's property, his father or the Yavam. The Tanakam holds it's the Yavam for the Pasuk states, Yakum HaShem Achiv, he shall succeed in the name of the deceased brother, whereas Rebbe holds it's the father for the Pasuk refers to the Yavam as the Bechor to teach that he is 
Kabakor, like a Bukhor. Just as a Bukhor, even though he gets an extra share of the inheritance, does not get any of it while his father is still alive, so to the Yavim has none of the inheritance while his father is alive. So the father who inherited a swimming pool after Yibum was done for his deceased son, hosted a Shniyas Abachalutza swimming party, which reminds us that the next Mishnah states, One who did Chalitza with his Yavam is Asr to her relatives, and she is Asr to his relatives. Rabban decreed that since Chalitza is similar to Gerusha, the relatives that are forbidden to a husband and his ex-wife should apply to Chalitza as well. The Gemara asked that the Rabban decree Shniyas should be forbidden to Chalitza or not. Do we say that they only were goes to Shniyas where the primary relative is an Erev Adaraisa, but for a Chalutza, in which the primary relatives are only the Rabbanan, they did not, or were they Gozer Shniyos in any case? The Gemara brings up proof that they were Gozer Shniyos from the fact that Ben Bito, his daughter's son, is forbidden to the Chalutza, and that is a Shniyah relationship. So the father who inherited a swimming pool after Yibum was done for his deceased son hosted a Shniyos of a Chalutza swimming party and invited a Yavim who did Chalutza and was upset he couldn't marry the Tsara of the sister of his Chalutza. Which reminds us, the mission stated, Mutter Adam Krobus Tsar's Chalutza so, Vasabut Tsar's Krobus Chalutza so. The Yavim is permitted to the relatives of the Tsar of his Chalutza, but is prohibited to the Tsar of the relatives of his Chalutza. The Gemara explains that regarding the relative of the Chalutza, referring to her sister, who accompanies her to Basin, the Rabban decreed that she should be treated like the Chalutza herself, and her Tsar should become forbidden. Rashi clarifies that people might mistakenly think that the sister is the Chalutza, and if the Yavim ever married the sister's Tsar, People might think that he's doing Yibum with his Chalutza's Tzara, and that he's permitted to do so. Therefore, the Rabban prohibited one from marrying the Tzara of his Chalutza's sister. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zikru, wishing you a great day and great learning.